0: Brought to you by johnnytshirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear.
1: Welcome in to the Scoop Podcast, part of the Inside Carolina Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ross Martin, and I'm joined by Don Callahan. As I mentioned, this is the Scoop, UNC's number one recruiting podcast in the world and part of the Inside Carolina Podcast Network, brought to you by Johnny T-Shirt and johnnytshirt.com. And before we start, I want to encourage everyone to rate Review and subscribe to Inside Caroline podcast wherever you get them, Apple, Google, Spotify, etc. Rate, review, subscribe—it really helps us. We'll talk more about Johnny T-shirt uh, a little bit later in the show. Don, big time show, big time show. What's going on?
0: Not much. You know, we always say we have a lot to talk about, but we really have a lot to talk about now. And I'm glad that you have a fresh haircut for today's podcast because I think it makes a difference. It Mm -hmm. makes you feel a little bit lighter. Yeah, did it just for the show. Aerodynamic.
1: Big show means big haircut. Um, You know, I want to... You didn't do it
0: for any women.
1: Just for you. Hey, guys, you know, I want to... I got on Don a little bit last time about his energy level, and I I feel he's bringing it uh, today. (laughs) He's energized. Lots
0: lots of coffee.
1: He was in a low place two weeks ago. (laughs) Uh, Dark, dark place. And he seems uh, a little bit better. uh, Better personality, better... um, Energy today, so we're really gonna get into it. Let's kind of um, lay out what we're gonna talk about, Don. We talked about this for a couple days. There's just so much happening in UNC football recruiting, especially with the 2022 class. We're gonna get into the Bo Atkinson commitment. He committed last week to UNC, the uh, the edge rusher from Raleigh. We're gonna talk about the Showtime Camp, which was last Saturday in Chapel Hill. Tons of news and notes from the Showtime Camp. Make sure you check out Don's scoop from that camp. Um, We're getting to the official visitors from last weekend. UNC had uh, three big-time targets in the 2022 class that visited UNC on an official basis last weekend, Um, and then we have uh, UNC has official visitors this weekend. Five uh, targets visiting UNC this weekend on 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 an official basis, including uh, our guy Travis Shaw, and then a couple more. Your guy, yeah, my guy. Hey, did you
0: see? Did you see that? Jamal Jarrett also transferred into Grimsley last week.
1: Yeah, I, we've been, <laughs> been tracking that. I and mean, that guy's massive too. So we'll get into that too. I mean, UNC's gonna have, I mean, sorry, Grimsley's gonna have one of the better lines, defensive lines of the nation with, with yeah. the talent of Jamal Jarrett and Travis Shaw. And then a couple more notes to close out of the show before we get into our top five summer activities. The top five we gave you all about a month ago. Top five summer activities. We only got three or four submissions, but Don and I will carry it with our top five <laughs> summer activities. And before we get into all this, the top five for next week is, Don, you, you picked it. You choose.
0: Well, it was a collaboration. We kind of put our brains together. But anyway, it is a basically a check-in point. We're kind of sort of in the midway point of the, of the recruiting cycle. So give us your top five needs to finish out this class. And what we mean by that, you can name players, you can say a specific position, or you can be a little bit creative with it in some way or another. But yeah, top five needs for the, uh, for the remainder of this class. And to submit your top five, you can send it Twitter, just at me on, on at, at Don Callahan IC, DM me on Inside Carolina's message board, or if you must, you can email me, Don at InsideCarolina.com.
1: Perfect. Um, Top five needs, top five wants uh, who who you really want UNC to get in the 2022 class. And that will be our topic uh, for the top five next time we record. All right, Don, let's get into it. Bo Atkinson committed to UNC becomes the fifth commitment in the 2022 class. An edge rusher, which is that new kind of position that 24-7 sports created to include kind of that outside linebacker, edge rusher, defensive end type player. 6'6". Six, six, 240 out of Leesville Road High School in Raleigh, North Carolina. Ranked number 360 in the nation, number 19 edge rusher, and number 11 player in the state of North Carolina. Uh, He was offered recently, uh, took a couple official visits to some other schools, and uh, came back and committed to the hometown school in UNC. Don, your kind of take on his recruitment, um, him as a player, and what this means for UNC's 2022 class.
0: So I, as soon as North Carolina offered him, and actually probably before UNC offered him, which they offered him er- earlier this, this month when he visited and participated in an individual workout for North Carolina. But um, once North Carolina started to kind of, I guess re-recruit him, because there was a time that North Carolina kind of fell back on him. And just talking to Bo and talking to his dad, I kind of felt like they were really interested in that if North Carolina offered, even though they had basically their entire summer kind of planned out and a, and a really nice game plan for coming up with a decision that excluded North Carolina initially. Um, despite all that, I felt like if North Carolina ended offering him, North Carolina would become a, a major player in his recruitment and likely the um, landing spot because his his parents valued the education and then also his dad really liked the proximity to to family so you know i kind of thought that they were going to take their all of their visits finish out all of their plans for june and then make a decision but as you mentioned midway through after taking just a couple visits they decided to just kind of hit the brakes and, and make a commitment to north carolina
1: so why was he not offered earlier? He's a, a top 15 player in the state, uh, four-star right down the road. Was that just a, a matter of the pandemic? And, yeah, and because be able to see him in person?
0: So, so he and, and so if you watch his, I guess it was his sophomore film and you saw a kid with, with some potential, he was, but he was skinny. He was a little bit awkward. Um, he could beat guys with, with his speed but lacked power. So when he went up against offensive linemen who were matched his size, um, he really struggled against them. He also looked a little bit, for lack of a better term, kind of lost out there, didn't know what to do. All that stuff, and someone must have gave him a list of things to work on between his sophomore and junior seasons. He worked on all of that. When I popped in his, his junior film to work on my NC Top 50, which I had him in the top 10, I think it was number seven, something like that. I was just blown away by the progress he made because you saw a kid who added weight, which I saw in camp, but used that weight uh, to where he was no longer being overpowered. He was overpowering offensive linemen. He was a lot more decisive in his play and um, just you know more explosive and just, just a complete playmaker. And I think North Carolina saw that also from what I gather, but because of the pandemic, they didn't see that until May, because that's when his film was put together. Yeah. Now, if, if if not for the pandemic, the the football season would have been held in the fall. North Carolina would have found out about his progress progress in October, November. And then things things end up a lot differently in this recruitment. And this is just another example of just how the pandemic has really kind of affected this recruiting cycle.
1: Six six Two forty. Uh, is there a comparison for a kind of another commitment that UNC's gotten in the past couple years that he compares to? Oh, he's a little man. bigger than some of the the yeah. outs- outside linebackers that Jay Bateman's recruited. Um, so he's like a guy who will play maybe more with his hand in the dirt. Um, yeah? You, you let tell me. me
0: um, uh, let me let me let me kind of pull up some some names right here. Um, man, uh, I don't see like a great comparison. Just kind of looking at some of the recent guys North Carolina has signed, you know, um, I don't
1: like a like a Taman Fox, like a uh, no, Loulton. no, um,
0: no, because I feel like maybe a. I, I kind of <laughs> lean towards Ritzy and Gabe Stevens, although I, Atkinson is not that athletic. Not yeah. a knock on him. I mean, Ritzy and, and Stevens are just unbelievably athletic, um, but you know, similar long guys explosive sort of guys Uh, because he is even though he's being recruited as an edge rusher, he is a little bit of a tweener, which is what kind of hurt him early on also to where um, maybe he ends up being a four technique, which is kind of similar to Ritzy. Ritzy could be a four. That's where he, I guess the opposite. Ritzy is is coming in as a four, but could end up being the outside rush uh, outside um, rush linebacker sort of thing. So I guess I would go in that direction. I, I really can't give you a great comparison on the guys that UNC has signed recently under Bateman.
1: Okay, thanks for your time. All right, moving on. Bo Atkinson commits to UNC last week, I believe it was on June 16th. Uh, he becomes the fifth uh, commitment for the Tar Heels in the 2022 class, joining Ty- Trayvon Green, Ty Sean Chapman, Malik Hamrick, and uh, Taeyon Holloway. All right, moving on. The Showtime Camp, Don. Uh, I read your scoop. Of course, if you're not an Inside Account subscriber, make sure to subscribe. There's deals all the time. Uh, So much intel on both football and basketball, recruiting. And then as we get closer to the season, there'll be more intel on actual team stuff from Greg and I. Um, General takeaways from the camp, how it ran, how it looked, the vibes. What would you think? I was not there, um, but we had it covered with Don and some interns and some other people.
0: Yeah, so I think the biggest news that came out of the Showtime camp was – a lot of subscribers felt like you need to be replaced by Taylor. Oh, wow. Because that that one comment. Well, there was a couple of comments, but uh, Taylor and I did a little video segment afterwards where I, I felt like I was not on my a game. I probably wasn't even on my D game because of, uh, my mind's everywhere at that point. The camp had just ended. Some recruits are still leaving. Some still kind of watching out. So, yeah, I didn't feel like – but, I mean, Taylor is 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 unbelievable at those sort of things, so I guess he probably carried me a little bit. But, yeah, so what were your thoughts on the comments that people think that you need to be replaced? You don't have a lot of fa- – you have a lot of people who don't like you.
1: <laughs> I mean, I didn't even see – I don't see them. Like, I don't – you know, lions don't concern themselves with the opinions of sheep. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't – I didn't read it, so –
0: Gotcha. Well, I enjoyed it. It it made okay, my So my takeaways
1: from the actual football stuff, not oh, your we... new man crush on Taylor. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> uh, the the main thing, in all seriousness, um, Rico Walker, just absolute stud. I've seen Rico before, so I've already been blown away by just his his physique uh, before. <laughs> uh, I've seen it at a bunch of different camps and stuff, um, but. I guess it kind of brought me back a little bit because a bunch of people, you know, like like you mentioned, we had a bunch of IC um, staffers there, and they literally came off the bus because what they did was they everyone changed in the Keenan Football Center, they jumped on a bus, and the bus brought them to the uh, practice, the indoor practice facility. And when we Rico came off the bus, it was just like even Taylor was just like, "Whoa, you know, who is this guy?" And then after that, I mean, he looked he looked a little awkward in drills and everything, but what really stood out was he made case and henry in the video i said case and collins who does not who would not be out there i think he's on an nfl uh practice squad right now case and henry who north carolina has offered georgia is highly interested in a bunch of other schools have offered um rico walker made him look foolish on back-to-back reps um you know henry just couldn't compensate for rico's uh, you know, agility and quickness, and, and he easily got uh, back-to-back, quote-unquote, sacks during one-on-ones. He left there, then went to go play with the outside linebackers, where still look a little bit awkward, but, um, you know, his uh, his length and his athleticism carried, carried him along where he had an interception. That wasn't, I guess, enough for him, so he played a little bit tight end, and he caught a couple passes there, and then he went back with the one-on-ones, where he was eventually humbled by Monroe Freeling, who I think is going to be a borderline five-star offensive lineman. But still, Rico, to me, was a standout of the entire camp, although there's plenty of others.
1: Okay, so Rico Walker, some people might not know who he is, uh, class of 2023 from Hickory, North Carolina, Hickory High School, edge rusher, 6'3", 225, uh, holds offers from Florida, Georgia, East Carolina, Arizona State, Appalachian State, uh, I mean Michigan, Mississippi State, North Carolina, Penn State, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Clemson – oh, Clemson's not offered, sorry. Virginia Tech and Virginia, among others. So a national recruitment already for the class of 2023 prospect. UNC's chances there, where do they stand? And It seems like this guy will be – he's ranked number 88 overall, number five edge rusher, number two in the state of North Carolina. Going to be a top guy in that class and particularly in North Carolina.
0: Yeah. I don't think that his field has truly been set yet. I think it's just so early. He took a bunch of visits. I don't know how much those, like he, he took visits with a, one of those bus tours. And I don't know how much he's truly interested in some of those schools. Obviously no. North Carolina is going to be in play here, but I think that we have some time to wait to see who, who's actually going to be serious contenders in this race. Yeah, I can't remember
1: the last time uh, we had a Hickory. I don't, I don't know if I ever covered a prospect from Hickory.
0: No, I think the last time they had a there was a linebacker Austin Johnson. I can't believe I remember this name. And we're probably talking early 2000s, mid 2000s. Gotcha,
1: gotcha. So, uh, show time camp in general. How was it ran? How was it different? The vibes you felt. I mean, I felt like it had to be a little bit different, just given the timing and, and the COVID stuff, not having one last year. The difference in and who attended and where other big prospects were at camp at, at other schools. Um, any general takeaways?
0: Yeah, the main difference, and and you know this, the prior the prior um, Showtime camps or Freak Show camps were mostly the current class where the prospects were there, and that was the emphasis. But because of COVID and all of all of the current class taking a bunch of official visits and trying to make a decision and all that, there wasn't there were some 20 2022s, but it was the it was mostly underclassmen. And we talked about Rico Walker, you know, and that's, that's a great example. Those were the, I guess, the, the main guys that we kind of focus on. So that was the main difference. So you weren't, there was no who's next sort of thing that concluded the camp or anything like that. Um, and there was nothing set up like that just because it, it most of the guys there it's really early in their, um, in their recruitments.
1: <laughs> I remember that fedora who's next thing. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. The end of uh, Fedora's freak show. When If they had a couple people committed or, or planned yeah. to commit, one guy would commit, and Fedora would be like,
0: who's next?
1: And a couple other guys would commit, try to create a little momentum with two or three guys the four guys to commit one time.
0: Um, I feel like that only really worked one year. And all the other years, like the one year, remember there was like a little kid that kind of came up.
1: Yeah, but he know, turned out to be a big-time running
0: back. Yeah, there was that time. Yeah, that was um, Laborn. Um, yeah. But there was another time where there was another like little kid that came up who I don't think materialized into anything. But yeah, yeah LeBorn did try to commit in in his in his quarterback, and that's when they were like sophomores or something like that. It's yeah.
1: Funny. Okay, so showtime came. Anything else you want to talk about that before we get to the official visitors from last weekend, who were kind of part of that weekend uh, visitors and recruiting weekend?
0: Uh, not really. I, I urge everyone to go and look at our scoop from that uh, Gregory. Uh, helped me out a ton on that. And, uh, you know, having two sets of eyes there was uh, super beneficial for the readers and subscribers because w- I mean, we covered a bunch of different guys and got a bunch of different, um, you know, I guess, scoop on, on on their recruitment. So definitely check out what we posted from Saturday.
1: And there was a quarterback guy there, a couple quarterbacks there too, right? I mean, especially one that could be one of UNC's main targets, correct?
0: Yeah, Connor Harrell. Well, um, Talk I think about him you- later. Yeah, we have him also. Tad Hudson. There was some weird, like, well, maybe it was just one guy kind of made some posts about how he didn't look so good. But um, who?
1: who?
0: Uh, Tad Hudson. Okay. Uh, who's a 2023 20, quarterback? But just watching him, I mean, he just such an effortless throwing. I mean, he just throws it like 60 yards down the down the field without a problem and dropping the ball down. I thought it looked really, really good. In uh, from what I saw, the reps I saw. I'm not watching every single rep but I and, will go back because we, we did film it. So we do have, I probably should mention that we have a bunch of video from that, that I still haven't gone through yet because we have stories still being posted from that, but we'll get to that and you'll be able to see for yourself, how everyone looked.
1: And among the visitors of note, I mean, you had some commitments who were there, including Bo Atkinson. Did he work out? He did not. Okay. He did not work out. Tayshon Chapman was there commitment. Yeah.
0: And he was uh, another one of the standouts.
1: Yeah. The wide receiver from Virginia beach. Travion Green, the, the massive offensive lineman from Virginia, was mm-hmm. there. Tayon Holloway. was. you had all the commitments there, I believe. It's, except
0: except for, um, um, Malachi Hamrick. Malachi Hamrick. He yeah, 7-on-7 seven seven with his team.
1: And some names you'll recognize, like Tad Hudson, who is coming is, is looking like the main target for quarterback in the 2023 class. Jamal Jarrett was there. From, uh, from Greensboro Grimsley, we already mentioned him as a big-time target in the 2023 class he visited on an unofficial basis a couple of weeks ago. Bryson Jennings. I mean, all these are on the scoop. Kind of search for it now. Showtime Camp Scoop. Uh, a lot of live updates as well through Don's time there. I'm just kind of scrolling through some of stuff now. We'll get into a lot of the official visitors that were there. Of course, Rico Walker. Um, big A lot of stuff there from Don in that post. Okay, let's take a quick break. Talked about Johnny T-Shirt and johnnytshirt.com. When we return, we're going to talk about the official visitors that visited North Carolina last weekend. We'll follow that with next weekend's visitors, which is the last time uh, prospects can visit schools and visit UNC until July, I believe. Um, and then we'll have a couple more days yeah. to close out the podcast.
0: Well, it's important to mention July, no no official visitors, just unofficial. So official visits won't continue or won't resume until f- September.
1: Great. Okay, Johnny T-Shirt, JohnnyT-shirt.com, right on Franklin Street and online at JohnnyT-shirt.com. That's the letter T. A great look at some of the T-shirts here on the website. They have a big-time sale for the summer with up to 70% off a lot of their gear, um, a lot of jerseys. Get your jersey ready. Get the retro jerseys ready. Get the Nike Jordan jerseys ready, basketball jerseys for the tailgate for uh, those first few games in Chapel Hill. Get everything you need for a tailgate on uh, johnny t-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com, and remember all inside carolina subscribers get 10 off with the code right there on the top tar pit and unc basketball message boards it's a local store locally owned the store is right on franklin street their headquarters and, and um, warehouse is down there in hillsboro just miles away from chapel hill So support a local company that needs our support um as, as companies uh kick into gear here post kind of the the shutdown, and uh, we won't definitely want to support Johnny T shirt and johnnyt t shirt.com. A great place to get gifts. I mean, you can walk in there, get everything you need for birthdays, um, anniversaries, um, you know, get you a wedding gift there, anything for uh, the ones you love. Look, they have adult children, headwear, jerseys, accessories, home and office, kitchen, stuff for your car, uh, and of course, all the different sports are recognized. Johnny T shirt and Johnny t shirt.com we write back, pay a couple uh, bills with some national ads. When we get back, we'll talk about all the official visitors from last weekend and this weekend here on The Scoop, presented to you by Johnny T-Shirt and, of course, part of the Inside Carolina Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Welcome back, and thanks for hanging around. This is the Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Martin, joined, of course, by Don Callahan. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And guys, we're live, not live, we're recording on YouTube as well. So we posted on your podcast feeds and, of course, also on YouTube. So subscribe to our YouTube page if you want to watch us, watch what we're doing. And, then, of course, we have a lot of great content on YouTube, all the interviews, um, you know, all the highlight videos that Don makes. All Our good stuff, any content that's video or visual, of course, goes to our YouTube page inside Carolina. So make sure to follow us, like us, uh, there. All right, Don, how you feeling?
0: I am feeling great.
1: Okay, are you I've, more relaxed now? Is, I think time kind of slowed down a little bit.
0: The uh, the coffee is, is starting to lose its effects, so maybe I just crash and just fall asleep. There you go. Um,
1: how. How's your summer going? I think slowing down now with, uh, with recruiting or are things still kind of in the, in the, in the deep, in the, in the depths of it.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I feel like the, the showtime can was like a major hump. And so since then I've been able to kind of, you know, catch up on everything. And, and I mean, we we'll get into it later on the podcast, but there's a big official visit weekend this weekend that I'm preparing for and have to do a lot for, but mm-hmm. this week is a lot easier where I'm able to kind of catch my breath and, and um you said no more camps. Well, there's a specialist camp in July, which everyone will Got be you. like, "Oh, who cares?" But UNC will most likely scholarship a kicker, so that camp is um, fairly significant for for those purposes.
1: Great, actually, John Siegley has messaged me on Slack. Let me respond to him. Oh,
0: speaking um, of being a kicker. <laughs>
1: Okay, cool. Uh, that was kind of some stuff we had to deal with. All right, great. Let's get into it. Uh, it's part of live podcasting. You know, you
0: know, never know what's going to happen <laughs> here. We're,
1: we're working with it. It's we a- just hope
0: John edits that part out. He
1: doesn't have to. Um. All right, let's get into the official visitors for last weekend. That was kind of during the Showtime Camp that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We had three at UNC offensive lineman Fisher Anderson. Um, We had defensive end, edge rusher Bryson Jennings and wide receiver Andre Green. Don, let's talk about Fisher Anderson first. And they pull up his profile, and we'll go from there. This guy is from Tennessee. A 6'7", 270-pound offensive tackle from Franklin, Tennessee, which is south of Nashville, class of 2022. He's number 233-ranked player in the nation. It's a pretty high four-star guy. And number 22 offensive tackle, number six in the um, – in the state of Tennessee. Don what's going on with his recruitment What's going on with him and UNC and how was this visit based on uh, what you've got from him?
0: So he's taken a very methodical pro- approach to his recruitment, which began actually earlier, earlier this year, where he took a bunch of quarantine visits to schools, including North Carolina. Uh, he saw most of the schools that he wanted to see during that period. And then kind of sort of narrowed things down to four North Carolina, Northwestern, uh, Stanford, and Virginia, and then just kind of nice, nice and neatly kind of scheduled official visits to those four schools in the four weekends in June. North Carolina was the third of those four visits. He'll finish it off with Stanford this coming weekend. He, he might squeeze in a couple of unofficial visits, but he was very candid in saying that those it's very unlikely that those schools are um make any sort of impact in his recruitment i mean you can tell just by looking at schools he's focusing on academic schools and um you know he's going to use the summer to kind of figure out what exactly he wants and then also what which school that he officially visited has that and then we'll decide we'll decide sometime this summer as far as like when he'll actually announce it that's that's a little bit up in the air but um but as far as North Carolina is concerned, I mean, he said all the right things. He's a smart kid. So he's not going to tip his hand at all. Uh, you know, he, he enjoyed the weekend, enjoyed going to the, the showtime camp, enjoyed spending some time with, uh, office line coach Stacy,
1: Okay. So UNC has one commitment already in Travion green for the 2022 class. Um, mm-hmm. and they're going after, of course, Zach rice, mm-hmm. uh, who's a tackle. Mm-hmm. What's the, what's the deal there with kind of, uh, and they got another, uh, offensive lineman visiting this weekend. What's kind of the, the move here, the plan here for UNC and how they handle this?
0: Well, um, like you said, they have one committed and they have, at least talking to my sources, UNC seems to be going back and forth on whether they need to add one more or two more to this class. And uh, you know, we'll get to them later on when we talk about official visitors this coming weekend, but UNC did offer another offensive lineman this month to kind of expand their board a little bit. Yeah, so it's a little bit up in the air on what's going to going to happen, um, and I think we're just kind of have to watch it kind of play out. I mean, obviously they're going to add one more to this class, and it's just a matter of will there be two more?
1: Yeah, so they're covering their bases. Got a couple people in the hopper trying to figure out who pops first and go from there. Yeah. Okay, Fisher Anderson on an official visit to UNC um, last weekend. Go over his his schools right now. You said he's visiting Stanford next weekend. Who are the yeah. other schools in play?
0: He took. He started off June with an official visit to Northwestern and then the following weekend uh, officially visited Virginia and then obviously North Carolina this past weekend.
1: Okay, great. Brightson Jennings, 6'6", 235, edge rusher from Clover Hill High School in Midlothian, Virginia. Uh, three-star guy, 426 in the nation, 22-ranked edge rusher, number 13th player uh, in the state of Virginia. He visited UNC officially last weekend, what's going on with his recruitment, what's going on with him and UNC Bryson Jennings.
0: So he, you know, surprisingly came out with the top five earlier this month. And that was Virginia tech, North Carolina, Virginia, Penn state, Kentucky. Everyone has known for a while now that this was going to come down to Virginia tech and UNC. He formally told me that was the case coming out of his, his UNC official visit this past weekend. He officially visited uh, Virginia tech the first weekend of June and so now he kind of goes into decision mode, which he wasn't exactly sure. He, he said soon, and he couldn't give me a definition for what soon meant. So by the time someone hears this, he could be, he could have made a decision or I mean, maybe it could be a couple months before he makes a decision. The main item that I have to mention with Jennings is that his dad played at Virginia tech, played tight end at Virginia tech. And Virginia Tech's defensive line coach, J.C. Price, was teammates with his dad. So that adds you know, an interesting element. A lot of UNC fans are like, whoa, why would anyone go to Virginia Tech? That's a dumpster, dumpster fire, blah, blah, blah. But if there's anyone who can look past the sinking ship and, and see some sort of silver lining or positivity, it's a legacy kid whose who's, uh dad's former teammate is on staff there,
1: for sure, for sure. Bryce, J. I mean, is he? So they already have one edge rusher in a very similar frame committed. Are they looking to to take two?
0: Yeah, at least at least um, one more.
1: Malachi. Hamrick well, actually, is I'm too, I'm sorry,
0: take right? t- 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 take that back. Um, so they are good right now with Malachi Hamrick and Bo Atkinson, but. Yes for a guy that they view as elite and Bryson Jennings, I know his ranking. And I think some of this is the fact that he doesn't go to any camps. Um, His school isn't the greatest at at kind of promoting their kids, their recruits, even though the dad is, his dad is the head coach there. Um, I think he's better than high three-star, which is what he's ranked. UNC does too. UNC feels he's an elite guy and would make room for him. They, they definitely would, would, would make room for an elite guy at the edge rusher position in this class. But they are comfortable with, if need be, having a class with just Atkinson and uh, Hamrick.
1: Okay, cool. Hamrick, man, I saw him in person. He's not a, he's, he's, he's pretty tall, but he's not a big, big dude yet. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's skinny,
0: I, which is what kind of scared away a lot of programs. Yeah. And, I mean, even though he's probably like 6'3", he's not 6'6", like Bo Atkinson.
1: Yeah, he's not. When you see him, he's like, okay, he's – you Know he's bigger than most, but definitely not doesn't stand out, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But he's long, and I mean, he's just an absolute playmaker for one of the top programs in the state, Shelby High go. School.
1: Yeah, Shelby High School definitely a good uh, place to get your prospects from. All right, wide receiver Andre Green, we've heard his name, we've talked about him a lot before. Pulling up his profile here, profile here, Andre Green, wide receiver, 6'3, 175 from St. Christopher's School in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, that's the hometown of uh, UNC defensive coordinator Jay Bateman. Number 154-ranked player in the nation. Number 22 wide receiver. Number 5 player in Virginia. He's talking about a, a pretty elite, high-ranked recruit, a 24-7 sports composite, four-star. He visited UNC officially last weekend. Don?
0: Yeah, so while the other two we just talked about, they have very nice and neat – Recruitments, either four schools are focusing on or two schools are focusing on green has like a top 15 and he is adamantly stating that he's considering all of them and really if you look he has lived up to his promise on visiting a lot of these schools you know whether it be officially or unofficially i mean he's taken a he's taken a ton of visits this month and has a bunch more plan coming up, has some plan for July, even has an official visit scheduled for the, for the football season. So he's a little bit all over the place. Regardless of who you talk to, who's, uh, who's involved in this, or covering this recruitment, they all say North Carolina is definitely one of the, um, the main contenders. I didn't speak directly to Green following the official visit. He declined an interview, but fortunately for me, his father was willing to do an interview. So, um, you know, and, and fathers are obviously approach interviews a little bit differently, a little bit more, um, you know, not, not getting so so super excited with things and kind of more, more dry and to the point with certain things. Um, but you know, definitely made it clear that North Carolina is a, is a major player here.
1: Okay. Andre green. There you have it. Those are your three official visitors from last weekend. Let's get into the five players, and I think we'll do a little bit briefer on this, kind of run through the five players uh, visiting UNC officially this coming up weekend. Pretty big deal, um, and some names, honestly, I have not heard of yet. Let's start with the quarterback, Don Connor Harrell from Alabama, a, a more recent offer. He actually was at UNC this weekend as well and took part in the Showtime camp. If he does come again, i will be two back-to-back visits. That's certainly a good sign. For his interest in UNC six one one ninety one 191, uh, 24-7 sports, composite, three-star prospect, and the kind of the lone outstanding offer uh, for a quarterback in this class of the Tar Heels.
0: Yeah, so... He this is the one official visit that might not actually take place. And the reason and this is why he he visited this past weekend is that he had a 707 with his high school team that was scheduled for this past weekend that was postponed to this weekend. And it's basically up to his high school coach on whether to to uh take part in the seven on seven there's a, a there's some of his teammates he his, his team is absolutely loaded some of his teammates are in a similar situation where they had widgets scheduled for this weekend and and would prefer not to cancel them but uh, uh thompson high school which is located in alabama in the highest classification won the state championship last year um they take football very 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 seriously they take their high school team very seriously so if they play in that seven on seven the quarterback for sure will be there anyway with that, all that said, he hasn't narrowed down to four schools, Michigan, North Carolina, Northwestern, and Arizona State. He took okay. official visits to those last two schools and has sit, set the 4th of July as his decision date.
1: 4th of July. Okay. So he won't uh, visit any other schools between now and then if it's other than UNC. Correct. Okay. All right. So, I mean, it looks, seems pretty good that he could be UNC's quarterback commitment in this class.
0: Yeah, things look, look very promising from North Carolina. Okay. Check out Connor, the weekly scoop for more on that.
1: Connor Harrell, um, potentially visiting UNC this coming up weekend, but already has been UNC last weekend and probably saw a lot of things they needed to see uh, last weekend and, and took place in the showtime camp. What kind of quarterback is he? Can you talk about his game a little bit?
0: Yeah, so I think – People look at him and think maybe he's more of a athletic guy, running guy, but he's not. He, he's definitely, I think he completed like 72% of his passes um, this past season for um, Thompson High School, which again, you know, big time program in Alabama. He also had like an unbelievable touchdown to interception ratio. I think it was like 42 touchdowns to three interceptions. So this is a guy who definitely takes care of the ball um, and, and and is reliable, you know, a very accurate passer.
1: Okay, great. Dalen Everett, we've heard about him before, cornerback, 6'1", 185 from IMG Academy, but um, he's a native of Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. right? And he's uh, number 40 in the nation, so a very high-ranked number 40 in the nation, number seven cornerback in the nation, number seven-ranked player in the state of Florida. Um, he's visited UNC a couple times now, I think, uh, and he's visiting officially this weekend, Don seems like there's some positive vibes going on between him and UNC. What's your take?
0: Yeah, so this is a guy who, at I think it was like a month ago, was actually a five star. So he's right on that border, that bubble for being a five star and four star. So, so I think it's um, doesn't tell the whole story when we label him a four star. But anyway, so he's kind of squeezing in all of his official visits in these last couple of weeks. He started with Georgia this past weekend. As we're re- we record this, he's officially visiting Florida State, and then this weekend he'll be at North Carolina. Clemson's also involved. He took a visit to Clemson earlier in the month. He doesn't have like a set official visit date, but he has to report back to IMG on July 17th. I expect him to um, commit before then. I'm not saying he will. I think some people on the message board um, mistook what I said and said that he's going to decide before then. I just anticipate that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the connection with the Tidewater area, how he lives there, that, uh, or, yeah, how his family lives there. That obviously has helped North Carolina kind of be a major player here because of, of Dre Bly. What also needs to be mentioned is that his older brother, Donovan, has just enrolled, will be playing football for Elon, which is just, what, 30 minutes down Interstate 40 from uh, Chapel Hill, which I think will play a role here. Whether consciously or subconsciously, I think it plays a role.
1: And so he is a, a, a freshman, a rising freshman at, at, yeah. um, at Elon.
0: Yeah, he just moved into his dorm. And actually, while they were helping him move in, on the way back, they stopped by North Carolina just because they're just driving past North Carolina. There you go. That's the kind of scoop you get from Don
1: Callahan here on the Scoop podcast. All right, let's move on quickly here. Marcus Allen, that's a new name for me. Cornerback Marcus Allen, 6'2", 165 from Marietta, Georgia, 370 in the nation, 33 quarterback, number 35 in the state of Georgia and a 24-7 sports, three-star guy, visiting UNC officially this coming up weekend.
0: Yeah, so his re- he's another nice and neat recruitment, and that kind of happened naturally. He ha- He's I guess start the second week of July, officially visit Georgia Tech, where his brother plays, then officially visit Auburn this past weekend and we will officially visit North Carolina this coming weekend. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. And when he does, he doesn't say a whole lot. But uh, yeah, you know, this will come down to these three schools. And I think North Carolina has a really good chance with him.
1: Okay. So they're going after Everett. They're going after Marcus Allen. They have a cornerback committed, and they're obviously going after the other guy from South Carolina whose name escapes me.
0: Uh, Jaden Lucas, Jaden Lucas. Yep. Boom. And so then you got Jake, Jake, Pope in there also. Yeah, he's but he's a
1: safety. He's a true safety, right?
0: Okay. So Allen is a safety.
1: Ah, okay. He's yeah. listed as a cornerback.
0: Yes. So he plays cornerback in his high school, also plays cornerback for, um, hustle Inc, which is one of the top seven on seven programs in the nation, but UNC is recruiting him as a safety. And after kind of seeing him in a couple camps, I, I think that's probably the right position for him.
1: Six, two, um, good size there. Uh, okay, great So he's one of the major safety targets for UNC And you, you think he's kind of a UNC lean?
0: I don't know if I would go that far In, in assuming that But I think that, that this is North Carolina has a good shot with him
1: Okay, his brother goes to Georgia Tech
0: Yeah, and, and he downplays that But who knows how much of an impact that will really have Especially since it's like you know Right down the street from where he lives
1: Yeah, for sure Okay. And the
0: other thing I surprised to mention is his brother, who was much more highly recruited, originally signed with Notre Dame, for whatever reason, transferred back home to Georgia Tech. You gotta wonder how much of an impact that will play with the family when it comes decision time.
1: Okay, good stuff there. All right, moving right along. Caden Helms, new name for me. Caden Helms, Pompous Profile here. 2022 class tied in 6'5 222. Uh, from Bellevue, Nebraska, ranked 383 in the nation, number 16 tied in, number four player in the state of Nebraska. Um, pretty random. Uh, he's got uh, officials to Arizona State, Miami, Oklahoma, Auburn, and UNC this weekend.
0: I'm glad you have to pronounce the, uh, the, the cities in some of these places because, I mean, I would guess – I'm assuming you're right, but, I mean, some of these I would guess and probably butcher them. But, yeah, um, he is the only – Well, there's Oscar Delp is out there, but he's really the only tight end that UNC has offered that they're seriously recruiting. I mean, they're recruiting Delp, but Delp's probably won't even visit North Carolina. But uh, great kid to talk to. The one thing I love is that he has probably the most diverse official visit schedule that you'll ever find. Arizona State, Miami, Oklahoma, Auburn, North Carolina. I think that is, I think that's well, maybe just three time zones um, and uh, what four different conferences, a bunch of different temperatures, climates, weather, all yeah. that sort of stuff. I mean, different locations, everything. But anyway, so, you know, he has even a lot of people think what well, the crystal balls are pointing to towards Oklahoma. It's obviously the closest school, very similar to Nebraska. He has told me he wants to experience something different which could mean North Carolina, could mean Arizona State. Um, So it's it's going to be interesting to see what he says coming out of this visit. The the other thing to remember with him is that he's another one who's squeezing in a bunch of official visits in a short period of time. I think within a 10-day span, he is taking official visits to Oklahoma, Auburn, and North Carolina. And North Carolina being the end of that, how much of that is going to, you know, the burnout is going to affect his UNC visit.
1: Don, you're on fire day. I mean, we're running through it. Lot, yeah, I mean that's five, lots of coffee. Five, <laughs> five in a row, uh, official <laughs> visits. Um, it's just, I mean, how do you get involved with a guy from Nebraska like that? Like, would you know kind of how I, they got in with this guy?
0: So I asked him about that, and he wasn't one hundred percent sure. But I mean, you know, I mean, huddle stuff is all over the place; you can easily get to it. But just kind of doing some research, he is the only Nebraska prospect that North Carolina has offered during the internet era. So this is this is a you know kind of unique situation
1: yeah those states out there nebraska and kansas and missouri and whew, that's flatlands and, and midwest
0: yeah have you ever been out
1: i've driven driven all the way through i've actually i don't think i've ever driven, i might have driven through nebraska on one trip to colorado but my last trip to colorado i drove through tennessee missouri kansas colorado
0: i had to drive um wait wait this is way back this is like like uh, Mid 2000s, I had to go out. North um, people don't remember God what was his name. Last name was Williams. He was a safety JUCO guy that North Carolina eventually signed. Melvin, Melvin Williams. I could not get. I think the closest uh, um, airport was Tulsa, but but the one the closest for my time frame that I could get was like Kansas City. So I had I flew into Kansas City, spent the night, and then drove like three or four hours to Coffeyville, Kansas, mm. which was somewhat boring. But super interesting for me because when they say it's flat, it's flat. And, like, oh, yeah. it's one of those things that you can't truly appreciate until you're driving and you just look out and just see nothing for miles. And, I, and it was cool one-time experience. Wouldn't do it again, but I love that I did it one time.
1: Yeah, Kansas is certainly flat. And Nebraska's north. I mean, that's cold, too, out there. There's, there's no windbreak. Um, those states, those Midwest, the Midwest area, you know, going to the Dakotas, Getting to uh, Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin. I mean, whew. All yeah. right. Um Caden Helms, interesting name to to follow, to look at. Uh, all the crystal balls have him slotted for Oklahoma, tied in out of uh, Bellevue, Nebraska. All right, moving around along, we got two more. It's the six players officially visiting this weekend. A massive official visit weekend. Justin, offensive lineman, Justin kanyuk
0: or Canuck. Canuck. I don't know. Canuck. I don't know. I had to ask him. I should have when I talked to him. 6'5",
1: <laughs> yeah. two, 290 from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, not ranked by uh, 24-7 Sports Composite, but he's number 78 by 24-7 Sports. Sorry, 78 offensive tackle, number 19 player in Pennsylvania. What's going on there, John? All right, Don.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Whoa. Whoa. Talk about insults. Uh, so heading into the month, he had just a bunch of – fcs group of five offers he has some ivy league school offers so definitely good offers but you know no power five visits north carolina and participates in a in an individual workout similar to what bo atkinson did scores a scholarship from north carolina does the same at maryland and virginia he did also visit penn state and florida did not get offers from those schools north carolina really likes this guy and so uh, i I believe in an effort to kind of get a commitment out of him before things potentially get a little bit out of control with his recruitment, bring him in for an official visit this coming weekend. And uh, so we'll, we'll see kind of what happens that, from that. But I think North Carolina, obviously being the only school he's officially visiting this month, you know, has to give them a little bit of an advantage.
1: Okay. And this goes along with the offensive lineman recruiting. We talked about Fisher Anderson last weekend, uh, of course, going after Zach Rice, already have a commitment from Travion Green. And is that what's the other guy? Connor, uh, sorry, Caden.
0: Yeah. Cason Henry. Cason Henry, okay, yeah.
1: He was the Showtime Camp, right? Yes. Big time offensive tackle, uh, or not big time, but uh, a significant offensive tackle guy. All right. Um, let's keep going here as we look at the list.
0: Last but not least.
1: Okay. Uh, Travis Shaw. We all know his name, defensive line, 6'5", 3'10", maybe more, Grimsley High School (laughs) in Grimsley, North Carolina, in Greensboro, North Carolina. Number nine overall, number four defensive lineman, number one in the state of North Carolina. Uh, Don, he's taking an unofficial to UNC, an official to Georgia last weekend, an unofficial visit for Clemson's kind of elite camp the weekend before that, and now returns to UNC for an official visit uh and he, so what's going on there what vibes have you gotten speaking to him and his camp after seeing all three schools and now coming back to UNC for an official visit
0: yeah so i haven't spoken to anyone yet since he officially visited georgia travis isn't doesn't make himself available although he's, he's willing to do interviews but he doesn't make himself available to do interviews i did go by his school Last week, spent the afternoon with him. He's awesome to hang out with. He's just not a big phone guy, so which is why he doesn't do the interviews. But anyway, so right after that visit, he came out with his top four, which Clemson, Georgia, North Carolina, and North Carolina. Are, are you getting tired over there?
1: No, no. Multitasking.
0: Okay. And North Carolina a and Hey, by the way, I'm sure you saw the North Carolina a t stuff. Your thoughts on him including North Carolina a
1: Love it, man. That's my hometown. That's a, that's a big part of this of the city. Um, I think it's kind of a cool little gesture, great marching band. Um, and, uh, it's a cool part of Greensboro for him to include the local HBCU school it is a neat addition among the giants of Georgia, Clemson and UNC.
0: Yeah. So with him for a while there, it seemed like he was just going to kind of just stroll along this summer and not really do a whole lot of stuff for this recruitment and then boom, Mm-hmm. Now it feels like we're kind of like in, in late in the fourth quarter for him, and this could be North Carolina could get the last at bat to use another another analogy to sports um, with him before he makes a decision. If he does indeed intend on making a commitment this summer, he hasn't committed to to uh, a commitment time frame at all. He has mentioned it could be the summer, he could wait for the season. So that that will be kind of interesting, but you got to think if he does it in the summer, that gives North Carolina a little bit of advantage since it was the last school that he he would have seen. Okay,
1: so who's leading? What do you, are there any vibes you're getting? Is there anything that you because you said you hung out with him? You remember that? Hung yeah. Out with so I, I'll I'd tell you I'd love to see you and Travis hang
0: out together. <laughs> we <laughs> you, we drink Coke, hold hands, you know, high fives. Um, Jeez. <laughs> He really is a great kid. That whole whole group over there are great. The coaches, staff over there, and Grimsley are awesome. Anyway, um, I honestly, when I was there, I felt like that he up. was truly torn, okay. and that anybody who and, and that anybody who says they know what he's going to do is lying. Now, I I probably I'm willing to go out on the limb and say that I have probably been around Travis more than any other reporter, mm. and so it just kind of frustrates me sometimes when you have people come out and be like, Oh, he's this, he's leaning here. He's a silent here. Cause I just don't get that vibe. I think he's truly, um, truly torn. And that the, the reason that he sped things up with his recruitment is more of a byproduct of just being a little bit burnt out and wanting to kind of just get it over with.
1: Is, is George, going to be too far away from family and friends. You think, do you think that plays
0: a role at all? He says it doesn't. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think, well, how, how far is, how far is uh um Athens from, from- five, six yeah, hours maybe? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's very, very, very doable. Yeah, of course. So it's not, you know, so much of a factor.
1: Okay. And anything on Clemson worth, worth mentioning? I mean, they, he hasn't visited there officially. He's only done the elite thing, which I elite elite camp or whatever. Elite day, which probably had a lot of kind of same factors that a, a official visit yeah. carries, right?
0: I mean, it absolutely is, and they, I mean, it starts on Friday, just like an official visit would, ends on on and ended on on Sunday, with just like an official visit would. They did a lot of the same things, but obviously, the recruits had to pay. The other thing is, is that I think Clemson had like a dozen recruits, and they were all like four stars or higher, and their top targets. That probably plays some sort of impact on him you know being down there so so yeah
1: okay great uh athens is four hours and 30 minutes from greensboro 282 miles right through charlotte through spartanburg through greenville and then into athens okay sounds good let me do clemson real quick greensboro to clemson is three hours and 38 minutes 221 miles. Okay, so I mean that's a I mean it can get annoying. Not not awful, but not uh not ideal. And let's put in Keenan Stadium. How about that? Home of the Tar Heels. Greensboro to Keenan Stadium. Look at that. 57 minutes at 109 PM on a Wednesday afternoon. 51.1 miles. It takes me, Ross Martin, exactly an hour from my door in Southern Chapel Hill to my parents' door. In about a mile from Grimsley, I live. I grew up about a mile from Grimsley High School. Travis Shaw and I, uh, you know, it's not much different from uh, from our how we grew up.
0: Yeah, he's a swimmer too.
1: <laughs> All right, went to say middle school too. How about that?
0: Ah, I did not know that. What middle school?
1: Kaiser Middle School. Okay. All right, good stuff, Don. All right, we're gonna quick hitters here. Deuce Caldwell. Um, he is a recruit for UNC in the, so those are, those are the official visitors. Yes, Those six. A, was, thanks for staying with us. That was a lot. But if you're into UNC football recruiting, that's why you're here. That's why you're listening. That's why you're getting a scoop. So hopefully you stayed on and, and broke down last week's officials, this week's officials. Now we're getting to some quick tidbits. Deuce Caldwell, a safety. He's visited UNC recently, right? Six-one-two-ten 210 from Maldon, South Carolina. Uh, a, a not very high ranked, 24, uh, seven sports composite three-star um, safety slash linebacker, I think. What's going on there, Don, with Deuce?
0: So UNC views him strictly as a linebacker. He plays, technically he plays safety at Malton High School, but they basically use him as a linebacker. That's where his skill set matches. Um, you know, he officially visited with his parents last week and initially wouldn't say a whole lot about where things sat, when he might make a decision, all that. He has since come out and kind of hinted at a commitment is coming he tweeted out a i think it was a poster i just saw it right before we got on here so um it tweeted out a i think it was a poster from the movie friday so maybe that's a maybe that's a hint wow yeah or maybe he's just a big fan of ice cube
1: yeah great detective work there um okay cool deuce and this this guy unt would take him and everything
0: yeah yeah
1: okay linebacker middle linebacker
0: yeah. He's an inside linebacker inside linebacker.
1: And do you like his, you like his tape and everything?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, everybody says kind of the same thing about him is that, you know, he's not a guy who's going to blow you away with, you know, his times or his measurables, but he's just a dude who just plays, you know, very instinctive, very decisive, just, you know, just, you know, plays hard. Um, he's going to leave it on the field sort of thing. I guess basically an overachiever sort of type.
1: Okay. And Xavier Simmons, uh, has committed to Virginia Tech, an athlete, edge rusher, outside linebacker type player, 6'3", 235, uh, a four-star according to 24-7 Sports, but a three-star com- consider, uh, by a 24-7 com- Sports composite. Wow, can couldn't talk there. Xavier Simmons committed to uh, Coastal Vision rival Virginia Tech. Anything to, to, of note there to, to touch on? No, he was a UNC target at one point.
0: Yeah, so I think The timing, especially if you know what was going on, but that that time makes some sense. Um, So he was, so it was reported, and I believe those reports because from what I was gathering beforehand, that NC State had informed him that they, uh, that his offer was no longer committable. Um, Right before he committed to Virginia Tech, I was told that he was told. His UN that that UNC was canceling his official visit, so I let you guys kind of connect the dots because I don't want to make it sound like oh, you know, this is sour grapes. North Carolina wanted this kid sort of thing. Um, I mean, if you want to believe that, then then so be it. But um, yeah. All right,
1: that's all I need to say. Uh, Northwestern Guilford prospect committed to Virginia Tech. Once a kind of a a UNC target there. Okay, that's it for the football portion of the podcast we touched on a lot of players uh thanks for 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 staying on and listening to this uh it was just a massive two weeks of news um and we had to touch on a lot of different players let's get in our top five again the top five for next week is kind of a reset of the 2022 class and your top five targets now that some things have changed some things have changed with with uh positions and needs and and who UNC may be kind of in it for give us your top five uh wants needs for the 2022 class for UNC. All right. And now we're going to go through our top five summer activities. All right. Don, let's get into it. You have your five ready?
0: Yeah. Want to read the three that we have?
1: We do. Um, I have four written down. You have four? I have three written down. Okay. Sorry. I have four written down. I need to get a fifth. All right. Let's go through it.
0: okay. All right. Do you want to read first you want me to read first?
1: I'll read one and three. You read uh, Dale.
0: Okay, good. All for right, it.
1: John from Lynchburg. Five, wakeboarding. Four, cookouts. Three, jumping off a rock into some semi dangerous swimming hole. I like that. One. All right. Number two, counting down the days until UNC football season. And number one, beach trip. Some traditional stuff there with a couple of other ones uh, mixed in yeah. as well.
0: Creative. All right, Dale from Waxhall, who is a regular. Every, every, um, I feel like every every time we have a top five, he submits. All right, number five, spend as much time outdoors as possible. Number four, fireworks on Fourth of July. Number three, catching a Charlotte Knights baseball game. That's right, he lives right outside of Charlotte. Um, and number two, going to the beach. And number one, lounging by the pool. Okay, and I'll
1: read. <laughs> this. Number <or> f- <laughs> five. Preston from Greensboro always has jokes, always has some inappropriate answers, which we can't read. <laughs> um, so I'm going to have to navigate my my way through his answers. <laughs>
0: Just read them. <laughs> Just read them.
1: Uh, okay, number five from you want Preston me to do it? from Greensboro. Do
0: you want me to do it? Or no? are you capable no, of doing it? No, I do it?
1: not. I do not want you to do it. Uh, number five <laughs> hanging out at the Granville Tower Pool. Granville Towers pool the first day of summer school before the French foreign exchange students learn the U.S. laws on topless Sunday. (laughs) Creative. All right, number four, football commitment texts. From Isla, Carolina. That's a good one. Safe and appropriate. Number three, religious discussions with Ross and Don. (laughs) Okay, number two, listening to the Scoop podcast. That's uh, encouraged. And I cannot, I can't say number one.
0: Number one, Ross's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: Don, you're five.
0: All right. Um, This was kind of hard for me. Oh, crap. I lost. Oh, here they are. All right. Uh, Number five, I guess going to the pool. Hey, do you have a pool in your community? I do not. I do not. Okay. Here's, so here's. I don't really go to a pool. So why is that one you're five? <laughs> I don't know. Going to the pool. Um, here's all right. So here's my problem, right? I grew up, my, my grandparents lived not that far away, like 10 minutes away. They used to babysit us when we we're growing up. So I spent a lot of time there. They have or had a in-ground pool, eight feet deep, diving board, all that sort of stuff. A big, huge pool. So I loved it growing up. Okay. And so- I think i have just pulled out.
1: Okay. But the nostalgia is kind of why you had that list.
0: Yeah. 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 And then, I mean, of course, my kids want me to take them to the pool. So we do, I try to push off my wife and figure out a way to not have to go. But yeah. All right. Number four.
1: How grumpy do you have to be to be pulled out and not even want to take your kids to the pool?
0: Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm just a grumpy old man, I guess. Okay. All right. Number four is another one. It's like uh, barbecuing. I mean, living in North Carolina, you barbecue year-round, basically. I mean, we do, but um, I guess it, you know, I guess it's a little bit different because you can eat outside more often and and deal with bugs and and sweat and all that sort of stuff. Um, number three, love baseball, love going to baseball games around here. Durham Bulls are the the local team, I guess. Love going to Durham Bulls. You can get seats for really cheap. Number two, which probably could be my number one. Just vacation, being able to relax, not have to worry about a whole lot, sleeping in, just lounging, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Number one. <laughs> just being lazy. Yeah, just being lazy. Number one. But your work
1: ramp's up, though.
0: It does. But um July, hopefully, we'll be able to. Yeah. Well, we're, we're taking vacation in July. So. Yeah,
1: July is kind of when Inside Carolina takes vacations. Yeah, yeah. Um, we might have to cancel a scoop or two.
0: That's right. That's right. Number one uh big water park guy
1: whoa yes
0: yeah, so I, maybe with the pool comments this kind of threw through the loop i love water slides i mean i love amusement parks period but love water slides love going to different ones um so yeah do you how often did you go what is, what's that one emerald, in Greensboro? Uh, emerald point yeah how often
1: we go once a year once twice a year okay i mean you know 10 minutes up the road we should uh we should do uh emerald point day with uh some subscribers some some scoop <laughs> listeners just grown men uh, shirtless sunscreen all over face going down water slides at emerald point we used to i mean i used to go there we go there like one at least once maybe twice three times a year we mm-hmm. always stop up the um the rafting rides and mm-hmm. a bunch of the rafts bunch of the tubes together and you get like everyone like uh stopped up on the on the slide or the big kind of rafting slide and then we'd all come down at once you have like 20 rafts mm-hmm. um, coming down we'd get some trouble Tommy yeah. and Tom would always get thrown out. Mm. Okay, they're bad boys. Good list. I you didn't did you say uh, watching uh, Phillies games?
0: Oh, I said baseball.
1: Yeah, but I feel like you like Phillies games better than going to.
0: I do, and they're Phillies actually games. on right now. They're playing the Nationals. Ooh, but. daytime game. How
1: yeah. many games you watch this year? A baseball Philly Philly games.
0: I mean, I mean almost all of them. So it's just Jeez. some way or another. How
1: many games have been played? Do you think?
0: Oh, yeah, I have no idea. 50, probably. I mean, I even, uh, they had a uh, West Coast um, swing, which yeah. obviously means I'm staying up at like 11 o'clock just for first pitch. And, yeah. yes, I mean, I even watched all that last
1: week. You know what, Don? I'm going to be in Philly in about two weeks.
0: What are you doing in Philly? That's an
1: off-the-air off, the, off the air <laughs> conversation. But okay. I forgot that you're from there, and I'm going to need some tips. Okay. All right, yeah. Let's see what I can do. Love, love, love knows no geography. All right. Um <laughs> let's go to mine. Okay. I mean it's simple. It's water, it's water activities and, and different forms is kind of what defines my list. Love the summer. I love to travel. Love to go to different parts of North Carolina. I'll start off with the pool. I don't have a pool, but I love going to friends' pools, love going to finding apartment sneaking into apartment pools when it's really hot as it gets here and it's so humid. You know, dump jumping in a pool isn't no a better feeling. I'll go for beach. Love going to the beach with friends. Uh, a couple cold ones on on the beach, getting in the water there. Just sand beneath your toes. Reading on the beach, relaxing on the beach. Going there in an early morning, but I think the best time is actually like after six, like six to nine, six to eight. Uh, some of the best times on the beach. Call it the golden hour when the sun's setting behind you. Don. All right. Um, I'm gonna slip in. Summer foods. Now I garden a lot. I got a lot of cucumbers coming in right now. Literally, about twenty feet from where I'm sitting is a I don't want to know. A I don't want to know what
0: you do with those cucumbers. You a big
1: cucumber guy, Don? I am not. Okay, got a lot of big cucumbers here for you. Got tomatoes coming in, basil, <laughs> herbs. Um, basil gotta kinda, and. Got to kind of figure out what to do because some tomato plants aren't growing as big because some have grown uh, extremely tall and blocking out the sun for other ones. Um, I have some pepper plants, but along with that comes with the summer food, BLTs, pesto pasta, you know, a pasta salad. Um, like you said, kind of the, the cooking out ribs, barbecue, uh, that kind of the summer food that hits a little different because of how fresh it is. I'm making some cucumbers here with the, sorry, some pickles with the cucumbers I've made. i uh, maybe I'll deliver some over there to where you lived, Dom. All right. I mentioned travel, general travel, just kind of getting away, seeing new places is a big one. I'm um, a sneak in uh, an extra one with how long the days are. That's a great thing about summer. Summer activities, I guess it's not really an activity, but long summer days, going, you know, stays bright until nine. You know, I think today or yesterday was the longest day of the year, Don, uh, summer solstice. Um, so that's always a cool aspect of traveling and, and taking part in summer activities. And finally, my favorite thing to do, is going to the mountains, hiking and seeing waterfalls and jumping in cool mountain streams off big boulders into pools. Uh, you know, I'm a big waterfall guy and that's a huge part of my summer going to North Carolina mountains, exploring waterfalls. I consider myself one of the top North Carolina <laughs> waterfall experts in the world. Don c- comments, concerns. Yes. Yeah, so
0: the waterfall thing was, um, I probably should have thought about that. I do. I'm not, I'm nowhere on your level. I'm, I'm very, very novice, but, um, yeah we we've done it a couple times i've enjoyed it also i am very interested in your garden not the cucumbers i don't know where they have been um but um you know the i think you split the other herbs and stuff like that definitely interested in
1: okay great stuff all right guys really appreciate y'all listening that was a lot uh all across the board and if you're listening at this point we appreciate Y'all definitely check out Johnny T-Shirt and giantteacher.com. Check out all the different scoops. It seems like Don's rolling out interviews with players uh, from these visits and and future visits almost every day, if not two a day, leading up to this weekend and and definitely following the weekend. So make sure you subscribe to Inside Carolina. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you listening to Scoop. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTshirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase?
1: From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes,
0: I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes!